Coming at you from Stretch Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. Sitting to my right, the man himself, Dr. Tommy Dixon, DDS. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> and to my left, absolutely no one. Nope, a laptop. That's right. But in that laptop, Ooh. and I don't know how he did it, I am not a technical expert. But somehow inside this laptop is our good friend, Kaysen Snow. Kaysen, good to have you back with us. It's always good to be back via Weaver Magic. He co-works the Weaver some way, somehow. Right? It's crazy. Just wiggle his way in I don't know how you got in that screen so flat. I don't know how you got in there. Like, I'm... (laughs) He's secretly really skinny. I'm jealous of that. (laughs) Right. Could he give me some laptop dietary tips for Mr. Case and Snow later? We're going to do a new segment. Ooh. (laughs) It'll be the new three Bs. <laughs> Pardon me while I sip my beer. Mm. Maybe it is. It's just the three beers. The three beers. I like it. <laughs> just to enjoy the hangover later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking before we started the show. Um, it, it's a chocolate jalapeno stout. Yes, it's a chocolate jalapeno stout. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah, you had stepped away at time. You missed this part. So. Oh man, I did not know this existed this actually sounds good right we'll see it's a good talking point yep. so welcome to the show yeah all right <laughs> right and it's homemade so even better right you know what you should do hmm. you should slap a uh savage age or maybe even better an rea logo on those sons of bitches and uh we can put those on the store you know i've actually considered making a savage age beer oh, with not? ingredients that are available in the savage age Ooh, that would be fun did yeah, they, put have, a did, little, did they uh, have hops back then? <laughs> little they, Dino they or hops back then? Okay. So here we go. A little discursion here. Uh, beers before before hops. Beers were had um, different herbs put in for bittering and preservation, and they're all technically called Groots, kind of like the Marvel guy. I was gonna um, say uh, Groot. <laughs> right. Spelled differently. Thank you, Old English. But one of them that was used quite often was mugwort. So you drank your beer and you went on a trip. That's <laughs> a good time. <laughs> I feel like we might get in trouble endorsing that now. Yep. But um, if you were to do it and send like a six pack our way. Well, I mean, you can fill I, in the blanks there. I don't know what it's crazy. We can make a brewing kit. You don't actually have to brew it and send it. You just make a kit and sell it on the store. <laughs> Let them brew there it. There you go. <laughs> that's that's that just might put be, a little disclaimer on it. Yeah, we don't know what journey you're going on, but right. here you go. <laughs> you you get your er, you get your beer kit here, and then you get the special bag of herbs from the Rage Across the Internet store. <laughs> so Rage Across the liquor license. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, we're not reopening this. This isn't like a backdoor announcement for us reopening no, no, the store, we're everybody. Not. We're just having fun. <laughs> Someone suggested that the other day. One of one of the members of our Discord community desperately wants me to mention their pack on the air you, so which of course i'm not doing it you just did no which pack i don't it's know crazy but you mentioned it yeah but we, they'll never know which one that's true so that person was like hey please please and I'm like eh, maybe They're like please I'm like well now it's a no you asked one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, I'll make a bunch of purchases on the store. I'm like, that's impressive because that shit's been closed for like five months. <laughs> <laughs> Could go to our Ko-Fi. <laughs> oh, hey. KO-FI.com slash Rage Across the Internet. Make your donations. We need your help. Got to keep us on the air somehow. All right. 
it'll be enough for today. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like chilling too much today. What about you, Kason? What are you working on right now? I've actually just finished the the text is complete on the first volume of the Player's Guide to the Savage Age, Ghost Lineages. Um, so that should be coming out the first part, like in January of 2023. Excited um, for that. Mm-hmm. The other big project I'm working on is uh, a oceanic supplement for the Savage Age. So dealing with the oceans and the seas and lots of rokea and things like that. I believe we talked about that last time you were on. We did, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was going to say, you know, you say January 2023. I mean, I, I seem like a year ago you said that it would be ready in January, but you did not specify a year. Then again, the scale of this book, of the Player's Guide, has gotten, it, it has increased. It has shifted to Krinos, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it's gotten much larger on you. Yes. That, that is. Um, yes, it has. <laughs> It's got split into two volumes because volume one is, I think, currently at 240 pages. So the and the other volume should be about the same because we split the the Ferris sort of down the middle. It's in fur and scales, right? Pardon? It's kind of fur and scales at that point, right? It is fur and scales for the most part. The the rat can fall into the second volume, mostly because that deals with like the whole war between the Mokale and, and everyone else. And, you know, where the rat can agree to stay small. So they're all involved in that, in that old, old war uh, that comes up. So they got lumped in with them and the, the ghost lineages is definitely the, the fur bearing shifters. Yeah, I wasn't kidding. I, I noticed that. I noticed I knew you were that. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I was around when that decision was made. <laughs> Almost like you heard it, <laughs> right? Yeah, just a little bit of a hard time on that. Like I know, I know how that that book is just fucking blown up in terms again to the point where it's two books now. But we're super excited for that. I'm out. so excited. It took on a life of its own. I mean, authors talk about that in writing fiction. You know, like their characters do things that the authors didn't think they would do. This oh, yeah. this book just took on a life of its own, and it just got it got big. It had a baby, um, but. It, Yes, and it, but you know, in in my own humble opinion, it's all good stuff. So, yeah, look look for that in, in January on uh, Storyteller's Vault. Oh, and we will be covering that too once that releases. That is certainly the plan. Mm-hmm. Might take us a year to get through it all. <laughs> it's with a Herculean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's an encyclopedia. <laughs> it's gonna be by the time you guys finish it. You know, you could have 10 episodes, one for each of the Pharah, and so you just have to read a chapter at a time. It, that might turn into that, a, a Savage Age Pharah series, which is a little bit kind of our Savage Age series. That's kind of what we're doing right now. That is why we're here. Yeah. It, it turns out, yes, actually, everybody. Hello, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> turns out this is not just the uh, the the beer and shilling episode. <laughs> <laughs> Although we could probably sit here and talk about that for quite some time. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are here to talk about the Rapex and Corax. The Ripicorex. That the, that's, the, that's not the thing. That's Don't, not the thing? Nope. Okay. That was me trying. It just didn't. Corpax? That's better. That's way better. Why didn't I? That's better. <laughs> 
Kaysen, is it too late to make an editorial? <laughs> <laughs> I think the book's already released. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> well, you can update it on the vault. It's fine. That's true. Right. Just cross it off. The, the like beauty a, of PDFs. Right? Just get a crayon, cross off the name, and just write it in there. Like yeah, I'm thinking like a blue. The red slash. <laughs> just love exactly. it. Oh, there's so much red on the Photoshop cover. Photoshop skills and my touchpad here on my laptop and fix that right up. You won't notice a thing. <laughs> buff right out. You see, here's the messed up thing is I'm so old school. I'm thinking, well, no, you got to print it out and then get the blue, you get the crayon and do it. And then you can scan it in and then replace it. <laughs> oh, that was my process in my mind. Lines and the shadows. <laughs> Showing your age a little on that one. But. A little bit. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, you know, it's extra funny. It's cause you know, I don't have discord on my phone, you know, or the ridge across the internet discord. Good place to hang out. But, um, if I'm showing a picture, I have to take the picture with my phone, email myself the picture, <laughs> and then take it from my email on my desktop to put it into Discord. Just download the damn app. <laughs> I am from the 80s, sir. My phone is a phone. Liar. Mostly. There you go. <laughs> Mostly it's a phone. But, like, that's my process. So it's like, fuck. Yeah, you still get it done, though. All right. Like, I just sent something to CJ the other day. I'm like, can I just text you? Can I just... Do I have to do the thing where the three extra steps? You you put yourself in that corner. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's fine. I don't even put email on my phone. I don't want. So but, how are you emailing it then? Oh, I can text it oh. to the email address. I forgot you can do that. Yeah. Because I won't put the email on my phone. You just don't want your phone going off. Right. Yeah, I get it. You can silence that stuff though. <laughs> I, j- I did by not doing it in the first place. That's true. <laughs> and that's the rap hacks, everybody. <laughs> they don't want to do email. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? That, that is a statement that is true. Is that, you know, the, the rap hacks did not do, they didn't like dealing with email. They didn't deal with email. That is a fact that I can say that you <laughs> cannot argue you with. can't argue that. <laughs> considering this I will is back what, that up 100%. Right. 60 million years ago? I don't think it existed. Yeah, you heard it first. <laughs> oh, my God. At Farrah did not truck with email. They did not, they, they didn't, did not abide by the internet. They didn't listen to the show. So fuck them, really. Oh, man, they should have listened. <laughs> they would have learned how to brew some beer. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So where should we start? That is a really good question. Because uh, there's a... There's a lot of time here. And, and it's, yeah. Um, well, I guess first first and foremost, is it the, the Rapex were the, and is it Rapex or Rapax? If you want to be real strict Latin about it, it's Rapax. And that translates to, uh, it's where we get the word rapacious from, but it's also predators or predatory. Um, there were a couple Roman legions that were known as the Rapax legions. So that's where the origin for the for the name came from. Keeping in line with Corax using lots of Latin, we figured we'd use Latin with the Rapax as well. Makes sense. All right. So no, so, it's Rapax. Rapax. Yep. I'm saying Rapax, but I'm just saying Rap Axe. Rap. <laughs> it's like the choice of weapon and favorite type of music. Boom, roasted. You can't prove it wrong. Rap Axe Battles of History? That's right. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah, it's a, I'd be a subscriber. <laughs> no copyright infringement intended. 
Is that all that matters? Hashtag not sponsored? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, the Rapax are the, I'd say the Protocorax. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I mean, we eventually we get Corax from them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a backwards, we're doing this in reverse. But yeah, they came first and eventually they became the Corax, which it's a little, it's a little confusing, I think. I mean, not so much as, you know, there, there weren't ravens then and now there are ravens. Got it. But magic of evolution. Sure. But there's a level of, um, yeah, Corax of modern day Rapax. But, you know, like their, their lineage, it goes back to the dinosaurs. So the Macaulay are no longer dinosaurs, I guess. The Mokale never were dinosaurs. But, like, there, there so are books that disagree. Are, <laughs> so, the Mokale are were crocodiles and aren't technically dinosaurs. And that's how I and liked that was, them. And that was kind of the conceptual split here is that the Rapax, way, way, way back in the beginning, were from the pseudosuchian branch of the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are split into two groups. Um, one group becomes the raptor dinosaurs that everyone knows from Jurassic Park. Eventually those develop feathers and, and you know branch off and branch off and branch off and become birds. And so that's the, that's the through line connection to the Corax. And and um like I, I can follow that, but it's that the um like I don't know there's there's a disconnect there or maybe there's there's the part I'm missing because like the the Macaulay have always been or I don't want to say always I'm not going to say always but or so I mean, we talk about the uh, the Dragon Kings and all of that and they're like well that's the Macaulay right like, they got the Nemesis they've got you know they're, they're supposed to be. The wear saurians because they can't be wear crocodiles anymore. They haven't been wear crocodiles since like fucking the beginning, right? Uh, so it's like, which one is it? It comes down to they they weren't, but they stole the memories of it and the shapes when the Mokale and the Rapax split during some of the jiggery pokery that goes on during the Cretaceous and the Tyrant Kings and. So according to the book, the Rat Packs and the Macaulay were created at the same time. Well, that makes sense, right? Um, like Gaia created both of them at the same time. So. Right. Because they do have that kind of common ancestor. Mm-hmm. And they both use the Nisus and But what were their jobs at first? I don't remember reading that. Both of you know, Gaia gives a job. Right. What was, what was the separation? Well, they were... Right, I mean, the separation was that the the Mokale were were still the memory. They were they've always been the memory of Gaia, and the Rapax were there to foster unity through communication and whatnot amongst all of the Pharaoh. But the only Pharaoh that were around at the time were the Mokale and the Rapax, because the Mokale were busy conducting the kindness, which was a systematic pogrom against any other pharaoh that Gaia would create at the time. I am so Gaia would create these new pharaoh and the Mokale would be like, no, 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 Gaia, you've got this wrong. We're in charge. 
we can handle this. I mean, it's even time to so, kill them all. Even so, there still wasn't many Farah, regardless. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you had the Naga. You had the Naga. I guess the Ratkin, Ratkin were just Ratkin starting. Were just at that starting. Time. Yeah. But I love that you brought up the kindness. Because here's this is the thing is is it something I really dig about the Savage Age? Because you know I don't I'm not a big fan of the Macaulay. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not into dinosaurs. I know I'm the odd Everybody man out. Everybody has their thing, right? Trust like me. I'm not you know I'm not slogging off anyone who is. I, I understand I'm in the minority here. It's like Shark Week. I don't give a shit. I'm the bad guy. That's fine. But like I don't like dinosaurs. So it's like it's in the fact that the Macaulay are just kind of aggressively the villains. It's it's their way or the highway. Right. Like, I mean, and you could argue, but it's like you look at the kindness. No, we just, not only did we murder everyone who wasn't us, but we called it the kindness because being slaughtered by us was preferable to having to live not being one of us. Right. <laughs> well, and it, it, it goes. That's so evil. And it's it, so evil. And it takes, you, you kind of take it one step further that, that the unity that the Rapax were perhaps trying to promote was much more a not even join us or die, but enjoy being under the benevolent thumb of your draconic dictators. <laughs> wow. That's a way of putting it. And if you don't, then you'll end up like the Sutani, which are the weird pterosaurs who are enslaved both physically and mentally. They're bound to individual Mokale and just serve them as like mindless body servants. So, so is it not dinosaur man? Porter's got his hand raised. <laughs> What's a pterosaur? <laughs> yeah, I is that like stegosaurus or pterosaurs are the flying reptiles that live during the the dinosaur period? So, pterodactyls, Quetzalcoatlus, all those things that flew in the air—they're technically not dinosaurs. They're flying reptiles. Just like Neat. the the things that lived in the ocean, the mosasaurs, like you saw in Jurassic World, I think. I you know, jumped out of the water I and I certainly didn't ate see dinosaurs. Okay, but fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Like giant sharks, um, like Nessie. There you go. Well, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, probably yes, plesiosaurs, the long-necked ones. I did it. Um, <laughs> those are all reptiles as well. They're so not proud. technically dinosaurs. If you want to see the difference. There's plenty of YouTube videos to explain it. I think even Aeons talks about it. So, yeah. The Sutani, yep, there were these flying reptiles that were enslaved to the Mokalei, and everyone lived in enslaved bliss for millions of years. So, they were doing this killing of everything, but they didn't kill the Rapax. Well, the Rapax were at that point in out. They were the mouthpieces. They were, yeah. Well, they were technically siblings, I guess. So that makes sense. Hey, get your oppression here, <laughs> extra, extra. Right. Well, and you know, live under the benevolent oversight of the Mokale or there's we'll always, kill you. Damn, there's the kindness. Which again, I love is the, <laughs> the fact that we will murder you, so you don't have to endure not being Mokale anymore. Ten out of ten. Exactly. And and then what the Macaulay established that uh, eternal kingdom where everything was united because of this. Wow, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think eternal kingdom needs to be looked at like the the term we use, you know, imperial China or ancient Egypt. It's kind of this umbrella term for a whole bunch of kingdoms that were going to exist eternally. Under one because rule. the Mokale never saw an end coming to their rule. No <laughs> dictator ever does. Right. Well, but I also like how they have it. They can only rule for 10 years. 
They only give it a decade, and then they have to give up their position. And I'm sure that stuck for a long time. I mean, we saw how well it worked at the Silver Fangs, the seven years. Ooh, well. Right? Right, yeah, that, that never, ever works. Mythologically, you, you end up having something, figuring out some way around it, whether it be killing all of his sons like Aun from Norse lore to prolong his life. Then you end up with probably the Mokale are gathering up all of their drakids, which are these lizard men um, that sort of form the Hamid analog, which is actually out of both Shattered Dreams and I think the Mokale breed book, if I remember correctly. But they end up will end up being you know sacrificed to Helios and, and whoever else. Uh, to prolong life and prolong the kingdom because I'm sure they buy into the whole sacral king idea of the king is bound to the land and as long as the ruler flourishes, the land will flourish and everything will still be awesome for the Mokale. It makes sense. It's very. It's a, it's a kind philosophy. It's kindness. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah <laughs> we do the thing. <laughs> no, one thing that struck me as odd, though, is in this internal kingdom is they have... Um, Cairn cities that were made on Menesis or Nisus born flying islands. So is this like a legit an island that flies because of the Nisus? I don't I didn't understand that part. Like this is a floating island. Well I, I don't know why I started to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you had a thought on it. I mean I can have a thought on it, but I'm probably not the one for the answer. <laughs> so I guess my my interpretation of it would be is that like Nisus back then, before it became the whole just memory lines, it was, you know, you could reach into it and pull out all of this dream stuff. And if you could dream it, you could make it real by forging it in the Nisus, binding a spirit to it, and then bringing it into the physical world. So I, I'm guessing these floating island cities are just gigantic, hubristic conglomerations of things made with bound spirits for the Mokale's entertainment. And then really it, it does call back to them, the modern day Mokale with them dreaming up their war form. There's, there's a little bit of a tie there. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I get it. And I mean, we, we look at that so long ago. I mean, like we, we don't have carbon dating on the fucking, the try it event, but I feel like that's probably pre gauntlet. Oh, yeah. I think it was even stated in the book, this is pre-Gauntlet. Yeah, yes, the, the Nisus was this, like, before the Gauntlet went up, the Nisus was like sort of a a liminal realm that you went through to get to the Umbra. And most pharaoh that could travel to the Umbra would go through the Nisus as fast as they could because whatever was on your mind manifested in the Nisus just temporarily. And so instead of getting distracted with all of the, you know, the thoughts racing through your mind, you just went through it as fast as you could. The Mokale, on the other hand, were intrigued by it, learned to use it, and learned that they could forge things, tools and what have you, and then eventually they could reach into the Umbra and bind a spirit to this thing they forged in Nisus and then bring it out into the physical world as a wonder work. Or as a wonder-worked item. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to hang out there, though. 
No. With what goes through my head. Well, so you're, you're also you're not a Macaulay. I could be. So you <laughs> <laughs> don't know. All right. Now the Rat Packs actually used the nieces differently than the Macaulay did. They they used to they would dive deeper into it, trying to figure out the meaning of the existence of of just existence. Period. And they would use it to forge pathways to the deepest and most outer frontiers of the Umbra, which. To my understanding, predates the Urkama. I would, yeah. but mm. is what I would say. That's that's some Urkama stuff. Maybe stay in your lane. Mm. Well, they were trying to discover other worlds and other things like Gaia. Yeah, maybe stay stay in your lane. Get the fuck out of there. Well, maybe if they weren't killing off all the Urkama, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it was again, well before the Urkama. <laughs> I mean, we're talking what like sixty-five million years before the Savage Age, the main setting. Right. Is that right? E- easily. I mean, you're, you could be looking at even a hundred million years, like a hundred million years. The Savage Age starts out like a hundred thousand years ago. Now tack on three more zeros. Very, very long ago. Like and, a, and the thing to think of is that like, right. So the, the span of time, we, us, are closer to T-Rex than T-Rex is to a stegosaur. Well, that's as far as time that. span goes. Jeez. So, you know, so the, the spans of time that, that are being covered here are, are, I would say they're almost incomprehensible to, to a person. Now, now hold on there. Just just a, just a hot minute here, though, Kaysen. Because I have seen yes. Jurassic Park. The first one. Yes. Not World. And Stegosaur right. and Tyrannosaurus Rex were totally both in that. They were friends. So, Yeah. So I, I don't I think I think maybe you don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Didn't they My have bad. different periods we, involved? We in we all, all know <laughs> We all know the Jurassic Park was a documentary. Do you remember how much flack Steven Spielberg got for shooting that poor Triceratops? <laughs> yes. Now now I do remember that. <laughs> I, I stand corrected and humbled before you. I saw that on social media the other day. Somebody posted something. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's a real thing that people thought that he killed the Triceratops in the mix. Because, you know, oh, the, no. you know the, the scene where the thing gave birth. Yeah. Yeah, the animatronic there. Yes. There were people, like, he posed for a, a picture, you know, on set. Right. Like, you know, like, hey, look at what we just killed in the wild. <laughs> Just, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and there were people like he's a monster and a poacher, poaching things that don't exist. Okay, <laughs> wow, for real. Like, on the internet, we live if in it, a world. If it's on the internet, it's real. That's right. It happened. Abraham Lincoln said so. I believe that. <sighs> oh my! There, oh, so we're dealing with huge, huge time differences here. Yes. Yes. Which, which makes this a little, at least for me, like as someone who's not, you know, we make our jokes, but like I'm not really a history guy. Uh, so for me, this makes, makes it a little confusing because there is such a wild swath of, of date ranges here. Millions. Yeah. Millions of years. That, that it's hard to connect that stuff with the Korak stuff. In, and then in the, Savage Age and then bringing it into right, Apocalypse. And, and, how it, and how it all links together. Like, I understand it in a vague evolutionary sense, mm-hmm. but in a and, practical sense, it's a little rough for me. 
and and maybe on a practical level that's all you need to understand it because this the intent like as you go into the corex portion and uh spoiler alert you know this is all access through the nesis that you eventually learn that the Mokalei have edited and that's where you come up with the netics, the worm corrupted Mokalei that run around in Nisus going, hmm, no, we don't like that idea. We like, we want it this way. And all of a sudden it gets changed and propagated out. And all of a sudden, what is really, what is memory anymore? It, it's the, I, Oh, I, I was, I was holding that back actually. Mm. This, this right. goes back into a thing, right? Because I talk about, like I said earlier, the Macaulay being like the villains here. Because, yeah, the, the Rapix did have access to the, the Nemesis. I mean, they, they were kind of, you know, like sibling breeds at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they had right. access to that shit. And then if there's a point where they, I guess they, they rebelled against the Dragon Kings and the quote, the Tyrant King era, you know, fine. And then we, we shoot forward. And this is the whole deal is they edited out they, like they tried, they they they, they, they I guess they kind of pushed the the Rapax out of it and like you know cut their ties with it. Yeah, as much as they could, and then we go, we shoot further ahead, and you get the Corex, who some of them can access it, but the Macaulay have tried to like yeah, like you said, like edit out the fact that this happened at all, or that the Corex could do it, and then you have this situation where there are Corex that can, but like. And if, and if we look at this, right, like the, and, and please stop me whenever I start talking like totally crazy, Kason. Sure. Is, is that like, if you I'm look at the. Stop. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's so sad now. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I just had to. No, that's, that's I so rarely make a joke on these shows. <laughs> no, it's totally fair. <laughs> no, but like, if you look at the Nemesis, right, is it, is it separate realm, right? Just for the sake of clarity. Just to try to make right. it easier on ourselves. Right. Like the Macaulay would, would patrol the Nemesis waiting to see like if there were Corex in there. If they found a Corex accessing it. Kill on sight. Yeah. They just go take care of them to keep this secret, to keep them from knowing they could, to keep them from using it. So like the ones that could access it had to do it like way on the slide, had to be super careful. And then Casey, you bring up the, the, the idea of the worm corrupting the nemesis and you know all their but what if it wasn't what if the worm has nothing to do with it and they're just, it's just taking the blame because it makes a good scapegoat Ooh. right so so you're not you're not wrong at all porter in that some of these corax can access the nemesis and the mokalay have banked so much on the that you know they were these rulers and they and they just ruled all these horrible things they did. They've edited out of Nisus, except for a couple lines. And they're so worried that someone's going to find those lines. And, and you know, God's forbid it's a Korax, because if they find out, they're going to blab to everyone because that's what Korax do. Right. They, they don't you know, shut up. They man. find out something and they've got to tell everyone. And if this secret got out, you know, People bag on the guru for for exterminating other breeds, and you know why are the Mokale any worse than the guru for for killing other Pharah? Well, the for me at least, in my own personal opinion, it's worse because the Mokale tried to cover it up and are like, oh look, nope, 
No one remembers it. It must not have happened. Classic misdirector. And we're the memories. Which, we're the which keepers is of the exactly memories. What, which is exactly what certain organizations that ruled countries and started wars in the 1940s was banking on. If they won, it would all be done and cleaned up and no one would know it ever happened. I mean, there you go, right? By and the way, I'm talking about the Nazis, if that wasn't clear enough. What? Oh, didn't know. That's, that's, so what? That's, to me, what elevates the horror of what the Mokale did beyond just exterminating other changing breeds. Well, and, and to go back to that for a second, when we talk about the Garu, and when we, we make that comparison, you know, once again, the Garu have the, have the, I guess, the unfortunate disposition of ultimately winning that war, but it was and not... getting all the blame because of it. Right. That, that's where... For some reason, history was not written by the victors. <laughs> um, right. They need a better PR department. They really did. Or still do. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's the thing, though, is, you know, where the Garu were in a war. Right. And someone, and in fact, right. it wasn't the Garu at first. The Garu came out through that war, as we've learned through Savage Age. You know, the nation was, was a result of the war. You know, it was a fucking side effect. So, like, there has, someone has to win a war. Right, that's just how that happens. What the kindness was is not a war. It's genocide. Yeah, that was decisions that were made. Not shit happens and someone's got to lose. I, I think it's, a, it's right. a very different thing. Very evil. Yeah, one is malicious in intent. One is a complicated series of events involving multiple parties, all being shitty. And it's just resolving a certain way. Again, yes, and it like plays, the and, and it like plays back to the idea that, you know, the, the Mokale call themselves at times the, the were dragons. So they need, I at least think about them as draconic in nature, like dragons. They're arrogant, they're greedy, they're, you know, think of Smog, think of Fafnir, think of all the dragons in lore. Puff. He's magical. Right. Puff. I mean, he's living by the sea. Yep. Hanging out. The one good Mokale is Puff. And like, where where the fuck is Hanali? I don't know where that land is. So what did he do to that land that he lived in that we haven't heard of other than in that song? Well, it's, it's it, it back probably in the disappeared when the Nisus all blew up during the wonder work. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Puff was the nicest one. The guy was, he was magic. What can you say? <laughs> Christ. We make our jokes. We do. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, so okay, hit us. Hit us with uh, Casey. Maybe some some Captain Dummy talk. A little Firefly. Fire. Okay. When we get to the War of Rage, this is millions of years. Yes, but when we get to like our our standard, we're going to call it a standard Savage Age setting, mm-hmm. just for you know, going to put quotes. Right. Okay. Who are we dealing with? The Rapix or the Corax or in, in between these? Because, we're, uh, yeah. We're dealing with the Corax. 100% the Corax. Were ravens, birds. There's, towards the end of the Rapax Corax book, there's some gifts. And I put a background in that allows the Corax to access the memories the sort of species memories going all the way back to the kindness. 
And as they do this, they're like diving into Nisus and they create these big ripples through Nisus and the Mokale feel this, they, you know, their, their lizard senses tingle and that trips alarm bells with, with the Mokale and their, you know, their, um, sense that someone's in the nesis that shouldn't be there. So now we're going to go put the kindness on them. That's a great sentence. I want that as a, and they hunt, they'll hunt down these Koraks that access this stuff and kill them because they can not let their secrets get out. Now I want to, I want to keep, I want to, but before I want to end a round back for a second. Because now we know okay. we, we are dealing with the Korax in the War of Rage, and that's yes. good. That is an answer that we can we can. But before we do that, right, I want to point out that the Korax became the Korax by way of the Rapix, and we know that too. But I guess it was one of the mm-hmm. random offshoots. I don't want to say random, but one of the offshoots of the Rapax, and they just there were so many of them. And while like the other birds ended up losing, you know, getting you know. Dying off. Um, I know there was somewhere they mentioned uh, climate change being a part of the problem. The meteor. Right. Right. You know, I just, I just, you know, global warming fucked off some of the. The great extinction. Which that, was that, cooling at that point. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I make it jokes. But um, so that's how the Corex happened is that they were the offshoot that was the most numerous and ended up just taking over. And that the Macaulay were, were kind of into it because Gaia gave the Corex their new job which was to be the messengers, right? Right. The Corex we know today. So the Macaulay were kind of into it because it's like, oh yeah, now you could just forget about all that rap hack shit and we could take the Nemesis for ourselves and you can't have it anymore. Just go, go be FedEx. Go be a messenger. <laughs> just fuck off and don't worry about this old stuff, which I thought was pretty great. <laughs> but I also like how Gaia straight up gave the Corex diplomatic immunity in yes, terms no, of the it- sins of the past. Yes, and that, you know, I I thought that needed to be really mentioned, and I, I'm i pretty sure it came up listening to one of the episodes of Rage Across the Internet about... Ooh, good show. Having them... I know, I people should listen to it more. Hashtag sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so you're listening to this about, badass you know, podcast. About the hall pass, you know, the, the Korax having the hall pass. Yep. I will die by and that line. <laughs> I was like, well, we've got to work that in there somehow because that makes sense. I mean, why have the Korax who are these, you know, I mean, let's let's face it. Ravens are about chicken size and they're probably pretty tasty. And they, you know, and they blab everything. No one can keep a secret around them. So why have they lasted so long? And it's not just utility alone. They've got to have some kind of metaphysical backing. And, and the, the diplomatic community thing was, was what I had come so. up with. So, so we influenced that. Yes, you did. Oh, that's amazing. There, there's your little piece of immortality. Look at that. Oh, that's like awesome. It. I'm, you know what? Thank you. I'm a little flattered there. I did, I did not know that. That was not a trick. I just, I saw the diplomatic community cause it's in the, you know, it's in the oh, book. It's in the, oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's in the book. <laughs> So, oh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually honored. Thank you, sir. No problem. Yeah. No, that's, I love including all these little things that, cause let's face it, you know, players can come up with 
a hundred more creative things than a single GM's brain can do. So play off of it. Right. And one time, a couple assholes with microphones talked about how uh, the Corex got to <laughs> get the free pass, and now it's Savage H Cannon. They're always getting the hall pass. Now it's Cannon. Beautiful. Now there's a, there's a spot in the book that goes. This is still back when they're rap packs. We're the, see, we're jumping back and forth. We are now. jumping back. Well, there's That's a fine. big timeline here, so right, it's right. it's going to be all over the board. Um, the Great War against the Exo Umbrals. Which is a fancy way of saying the Nightmare Gods. Well, they didn't get named the Nightmare Gods until later. Yeah, but we're talking to everybody here, so it's a fancy name for the Nightmare Gods. It's the name in the past for the Nightmare Gods, so yes. And actually, these this, this doesn't sound like a Rat Pack's job to take care of these, but... No, I believe that was the Arkama's job. Arkama didn't exist yet. <laughs> I like the Arkama, <laughs> so I'm going to keep bringing it up. But this is prior Arkama. <laughs> and who was it, the... Was the Naga that told them about it? Yeah, I think so. I believe it was the Naga. Yeah, the Naga were the ones that actually found these guys first and went, uh, we have an issue. <laughs> so the Rat Packs and the Macaulay joined forces. And it took hundreds and hundreds of years for them to even kill one. <laughs> Let's face it, the, the Exo Umbrals are, even, even beyond the triad, they're the cosmic horror facet of the Savage Age that were introduced with the Urkama. Um, I've, I've actually warmed up to them. I, I think they're a great villain. If you want to include cosmic horror, that's not Cthulhu. Right. And that's not directly tied to the triad. See, I'm into it. I was into it on the day. I think I gushed about them during our comma. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nightmare cats are cool. I get, but again, I've been a big proponent of, you, you know, that need for, and even multiple antagonists, especially with the scale in Savage Age, mm-hmm. but that that bigger threat, because there's there's plenty of smaller stories you, you can tell, and you know I'm a fan of smaller stories, but you like to have that. You have lots of threats, lots of things you can pick and grab from. I just like thinking this the uniting of the Macaulay and the Rapex, just how mystical that would be with them both controlling the Nisus and just producing what they need to to fight these things. Well, I like how it took them all, you know, all this time to do one. And, and while going over that section, you know, what I, what I envisioned, and this isn't accurate, but fuck it. It's what was in my heart. Um, I, I saw like attack on Titan. Oh, but like taking out a Titan by throwing rocks at it until it died. Be there a while. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would be there. A while. I just got that, that kind of vision, which again has nothing to do with, but just that weird naked, smiley baby creep thing and just villagers hucking rocks at it until eventually it grew tired (laughs) (laughs) it just got tired of healing and said fuck it well and it it, i imagine it definitely being really weird because nisus well you can't create complex machinery so you can't create a dream made nuclear bomb for example but you can have all sorts of crazy you know, dreamborn weaponry, which, which is super cool, actually comes comes to be used later on as well. I mean, they use the all of their dreamforged weapons to to drive off the exo umbrals or the the nightmare gods, and they say, "Oh, good. Well, the threat is done, so we'll we won't get rid of these. We're just going to put them away for safekeeping, yeah, like a niece's pieces, if you will." Exactly. Not that we would need them ever again. A full of peanut butter. <laughs> I couldn't, again, I couldn't help myself. Look, that was a good one. Thank you. 
And and Jason you know, disagrees. You, right. I'm, I'm pushing forward, man. I'm not acknowledging this joke. Fuck off. <laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> I cannot work in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think is telling those that they take these weapons and they, they put them away. They don't destroy them. They don't unmake them. Because they, you know, they vow, oh, we'll never need them again, or we'll only use them when the the Excel Umbrals come back, if they ever come back. Well, fast forward to sixty six million years ago, the the tyrant kings are all being jerks and wars against each other, and uh, a cabal of the tyrant kings say, you know what? If we can't rule this world, no one's going to rule it. Guess what? We have this warehouse of all these super weapons. Let's use them. What a bunch of dicks. Again, Macaulay is <laughs> supervillains, man. They're worse than the cosmic threat. And they you know, use it to call down the Chicxulub impactor, the asteroid that you know hit the Earth and wiped out the dinosaurs. The extinction event, yep. Right, the, the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction event, which is just... I, reading about it, it just... I mean, it, the scale of it is so vast. I mean, they have like impact diamonds. So it, it hit, you know, where the, the Yucatan Peninsula is. They have impact diamonds that are in fish's gills in fossils found in Kansas from the tsunami that pushed it there. A tsunami that went from the Yucatan to Kansas. That's a the, big wave. The level of destruction just, it, it beggars the imagination. It's one of those, it's how did the planet even survive? Something of that size hitting it. Hell of a soak right, rule. Right. Well, that is a hell of a soak rule for Gaia, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, what, 75% of everything died? Everything. Not just dinosaurs, not just whatever everything plants animals the only reason mammals survived is because they could burrow deep and live in holes way down in the ground so they could avoid being cooked by the fire that spread around the entire world and the what the ash and the clouds and everything to blotted out the sun for hundreds of years probably until it all right there was an impact winter for at least I, i think it's at least a decade if not longer it's just, yeah, it, that's just, I mean, if you want apocalyptic, that is apocalyptic. That, that is your apocalypse right, right. there. Thanks, McCauley. <laughs> <laughs> now again, jumping forward, because why right. would we stay linear on this? That's no, not how we there's do. There's no need to. Ah. Um, Time is a social construct, man. Right? That's all Weaver shit. It's, yes. This is Weaver <laughs> doing things. Right, we're in wild time now. Right. It's the eternal now. Yep. <laughs> uh, something I, I love that was um, brought up in this book in in the Korak section, which case you may or may not be familiar with, eh? Passingly familiar. I mean, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> was the insinuation, and we're going to go with that term just for fun, that the War of Rage was the Korak's fault. I'm getting some stink eye from Tom. I'm just, no, I'm curious where you're going with this. Well, because the Koraks were given their new job, 
mm-hmm. right? You're going to be the messengers. And somewhere along the line, they, they were like, much like the Macaulay, were like, well, we can kind of control this information because we are the information. Like their network was, it was, it was Facebook. It was Facebird, you know? It was how the information got done. It was your modern-day Twitter. Right. Oh, because there's a bird on a Twitter. Ah. Oh, look at you. You ah. did it. <laughs> Connect on the dots. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> it's like me earlier when I got the thing right. Yep. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> uh, but, no, you mentioned that the spreading the word of the Grandor conflict with the uh, Kuchisakurai really kicked off the war of rage because if they would have shut up about it, it just would have been a localized event. But because they went around talking about it, other shifters would move and get become part of that conflict, which eventually blew up and became the war of rage. So it's the Corex's fault. Um, I, they perhaps <laughs> amplified the signal, but like, no, what you said is a hundred percent that if they, didn't blab that this was going on, um, it would have at least slowed down the start of the War of Rage because, you know, the, the Kucha Sakurai would have sent out, said, hey, we need help. And, you know, their messengers would travel as fast as they could on foot versus the speed of wing. Enough. You know, if, if you didn't have the Korax, it would just take a longer time for word to spread. And perhaps cooler heads could have prevailed, but they much like a lot say more parallels, to think. right? And um, you know, parallels to like say World War One, where everyone just kind of kept upping the ante super fast because of telegram communications and things like that. You have the Koraks running around as fast as they could fly, going, "Hey, hey, hey! There's this war going on. Pick a side. Let's go." You know, or, or, you know, both sides are doing this and that and the other thing. And how do you feel about it? Go down there and do something about it. Right. Yet suddenly people are getting all worked up over stuff that otherwise would have taken like significantly longer to get a whole, you know, for them to learn about. Right. And could have perhaps burned itself out by the time. Exactly. Other packs would come down. You know, the Belai would have shown up. Everything was already taken care of. And they would be like, oh, no, you guys can go on home. Right. I guess I'll have a burger then. Fuck it. Oh, I want a burger. That's a good idea. Stop and grab an Apis burger on the way home. Right? It's what they're there for. Exactly. Probably. We haven't read the Savage Age. Maybe maybe that's going to be... <laughs> I did what I could with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where he's going to go with that. <laughs> I, so, I suspect you know, Chris wouldn't have been down with, yeah, the Apis, they're, they're for lunch. <laughs> it's what's for dinner. Right? Who doesn't like ribs? That, Come on. That, that's their new mandate. <laughs> it is. Who doesn't like ribs? Come on. Is the official guy That's the mandate. official mandate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'll tell you, that's going to come back in a future episode. <laughs> yes, it will. I did, but I did. I, lo- I loved that little bit because, yeah, it's, it's something you don't expect, especially with guys free pass. And like, you know, yeah, I'm probably taking it a little further than intended there. But you can. Yeah, it says what it says, so I totally can. <laughs> I'm getting away with that. <laughs> this was your idea, oh, no, sir. No, it, that's totally what it's there for, is that, you know, without the speed that they could disseminate information, the War of Rage perhaps would have cooled off or have just been a couple little brushfire wars here and there 
you know, as, as a couple Farrah breeds hash out their own little grudge matches with each other. It, it, there's a part of me there. And I just say, it's a small part of me. All right. Because it's not, this isn't how things work, but there's that kind of high fantasy minded, you know, thing to go, Oh, well there, maybe there was an evil core or evil core, a Corex mastermind who intentionally did this with the hopes of steering the war toward the Macaulay to get revenge over what happened so long ago. But that's, <laughs> I mean, I like that thought, but, but I would never run with that right. because it's shit happens is far more realistic. Well, it's also a big giant game of telephone. Right. You know, like, I mean, you could go that I wouldn't go that way. I like it as a thought, but not in practice. Because, we, I mean, we need less mustache-twirling masterminds with something like the War of Rage and more nobody can get along and shit happens. I think that's the better story. That is the story. Definitely, yes. Uh, there there wasn't a single, even a Mokale mastermind, you know, some grand dragon sleeping in their lair somewhere going, ha, 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 right. now I can get my revenge on all these little furry critters that should have stayed little mice. Exactly. Like, I can understand that, like I said, a small part of me, and it's that small part that, you know, where you like those, those, I guess I want to see more basic form of storytelling, where there has to be, you know, there has to be King Koopa. There's got to be the the ultimate bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone else, is, you know, it's, that's not how that works. That's the least interesting version of the story. <laughs> but just to play right, with it for 30 seconds, it's like, no, what if it was? What if it was fucking intentionally malicious? No, I get it. I grew up reading 80s fantasy fiction, so, you know. No, exactly. That's the small part of me I'm talking. It's totally that. It's that little compulsion to just lean into it for a second and acknowledge that we've leaned into it to go, you know, Dirk Badfeather is in charge of this or whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) And now we can get back to shit happens and everyone sucks and (laughs) let's have some fun. And you know what? He looks like that badass Paul Wayart in there with with that rat pack that has the shield and that, that spear. Oh my god, such good art. Paul Way always outdoes himself. Has he ever not? Like well, every, no. every time we get anywhere near the Savage Age, he he gets a little He he has to. It's just so good. Right? <laughs> well, and and what I Okay, so since we're talking about Paul Way, I really like his evolution in cover arts. You know, the the Rapax and the Urkama. Yep. Man, they're just a step. I mean, his his cover art was great to begin with, but yeah, but this next step, I am so excited. Just, well, that we've teased cover art for the for the players' guides, um, and they're in the same style as as Urkama and Rapax. So it's ah, it's just sweet cover art, interior art. I love the unified artwork. I haven't yeah. seen this. I haven't seen that either. I didn't see the teaser. It's been teased in the Discord, and if you're on Facebook, it's been posted on the the Weaponized Inc. I'm gonna have to hunt it down. Facebook. I'm I'm gonna have to hunt it down. We're hunting that down after this. I'm in both places. (laughs) I I need to see this. Yeah, Yeah, I missed it. They're actually tied in together. It shows the same character at two different stages of character development, and ah, it's super awesome. I love the creative team in charge of those things because. Because they do an excellent job every single time. You know, you know what I'd love to see now that we're just fucking. I mean, it's yeah, shows going horse. I'd, I'd love to see some Poe Ananasi art. Ooh, 
I, I want to see. What I'm that already looks like. so intrigued, right? Just because I love the Adonassi art as is, right? But then, like, well, put a Paul Lace spin. Yeah, on you that. put Paul oh. on that. Oh my god, Paul, get on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you're not busy, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we shill for him a lot. We, do. I mean, we do. He deserves it. His work is great, outstanding. And I mean, like, so is the Savage Age. You know, yes. I mean, where there's a reason, you know, we, we make jokes, but for real, not sponsored. We just, we believe in this material. And you guys are hell of a good writers. Right. Well, and, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, we all, it is not just, it really is a group effort. I mean, things I write, I send it out to other people to read over and say, hey, you know, they'll say, hey, that idea is good. That idea is crap. Please revise that. And, you know, it goes around and around and gets because the more people looking at it, the more brains working on it, it just makes it a so much better product. I mean, when I turned in my manuscript for Player's Guide, I thought it was good. The stuff that's come out now from the from the two other people reading through and then Chris working his magic on it, it's it's so it you know, it's just a step above anything that I thought would have been, you know, it's just fantastic stuff coming out. I mean, so far it's spoken for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll admit that the rep picks are not my favorite thing here, but I have loved, you know. Well, you're not a dinosaur guy. So right. You know, it, <laughs> it's kind of hard when you don't, you don't like, I mean, it's not like you don't like a thing. It's just you were never into a thing. So it's hard to right. level with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I will, it's a little harder for me. But again, I just, this line has been outstanding from Jump Street. You know, like I said, future of werewolf is in the past. This, this shit's great. Hey, curveball question. Kason, what's the yeah. Tam Omen? Oh, the Tam Omen. Yeah. Uh, they are, they're coming. Author is working on them right now. They are the, <laughs> are you ready for some Latin? The where high and today. So they are. Layman's a terms. Bunch of, that was my next question. They're a bunch of carnivores that lived, say, 30 million-ish years ago. So that that vague nebulous time between the end of the tyrant kings and the the canonical savage age, they're hyper carnivores that that they're and they're super aggressive and they would hunt down the other pharaoh if they weren't doing their jobs. Uh, it's it's still being developed or, or written, so it's I don't have a real inside track on them yet. But they are coming. Guy has police force? I mean, hunting down I, the ones not doing their jobs would be their police force. I mean, well, I, like, well, I know the book mentioned them and a, con, a conflict with them. Hmm. So I had that question, and then I, I saw the hyenodontidids is what my notes say, and probably you're right. <laughs> <laughs> And the first thing I thought was um, proto-Ajaba, but then, you know, there's the Aja and the Abba that we know later exist, so mm-hmm. probably not. Right, that. yeah, so so the, the fun with Latin and taxonomy is that um, the hyena dantinae simply means hyena-like teeth. They're not actually hyenas or related to hyenas at all. They're this weird offshoot that went extinct. And, and this time period where they existed, mammalian evolution is super complicated. There's all these weird offshoots, and you have 
the dog bears and the bear dogs and one becomes wolves and one becomes bears and trying to keep the two straight is kind of confusing. Kind of? Kind of yeah, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome to my world. Uh, <laughs> well, and then I remember, um, I remember seeing a thing on TV. There was an offshoot with uh, dogs and bees with the dogs with the bees in their mouths. When they bark, they shoot bees at you. Oh goodness. I would not want any part of that. <laughs> here's here's the sad thing, is that's a Simpsons reference, but it's such a deep cut, it's probably older than a good chunk of our listener base. I didn't know where <laughs> you were going with it, because I didn't know that. You might not have been alive when that episode aired. This is true. We proved it out not long ago on an episode where I found out Simpsons aired prior to me being born. <laughs> yep. Oh my God, I am old. I know, I know. I was in like third grade when The Simpsons like first aired. It was 86. Oh. Remember I looked it up, 86 it was when they first aired. I was not born yet. I saw that shit on, like this is super related, clearly. But <laughs> you said dog bears and it's where my heart went, so. <laughs> right. So then I, I instantly thought the dogs with the bears in their mouth, so when they bark, they shoot bears at you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Or bear dogs when the bears bark, the dogs come out of their mouth. No, it's funnier with the with the dogs because yeah. the dogs are smaller. Oh wow, yeah, that would be interesting. So like they dislodge their jaw and just bears fly out. This is very Resident Evil getting. We should make that a gift. Any chance of that, Casey? Is that going to make the player's guide? Can we cradle that in real quick? <laughs> oh, maybe not the player's guide, but I'm working on a Yuletide gift for everyone. A new tribe of werebears is mentioned in the player's guide so i'm working on a write-up and hopefully i will have it done for yule and i'll put it on storytellers vault as a pay what you want sweet i'm excited so everyone I, can download it like anything with bears so that's 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 excellent so it's coming from the same period of time as the tamo min so there'll be little call outs to them and x so maybe they could shoot tim omens Right. right. <laughs> Everyone can shoot everything out of their mouths, and it's this giant circular... It was a weird time period. <laughs> it was a weird time period. Guy wasn't sure garbage. what was going on. <laughs> it's just a, she had some of that electric lettuce. Right, and she, just, maybe she was just super into the idea of stuff, shooting other stuff out. Guy was experimenting. And then at one point she was like, fuck it, I'm going to make a platypus. <laughs> right? <laughs> think about that though i mean if you ponder oh, that no. guy had to experiment so I, she yeah. was definitely messing with things trying to make changing breeds this could totally be plausible <laughs> oh what have we done i don't know that's great <laughs> the, the the track went that way we're over here <laughs> I, I was we're, gonna say we're off the rails but i don't think we can find the rails anymore <laughs> the well, they weren't invented yet that, that's another 65 million years from now so <laughs> <laughs> got a point for the proto rails, not even that Stone Age. Yet. The Raleo Delphi, I think, is the proper term. Oh, it could have been created in Lisa's. You never know. It's true. Could have been a wonder work. Oh, welcome to the show, everybody. We make our own fun. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> now to bring this back around for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Here I we know. Go. We found it's the just, rails just for a second. <laughs> See how it feels. Uh, <laughs> so close i know I you know. almost got me <laughs> get just lay back and think of the savage age <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh we're 
our assholes. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so uh, to bring it back for a second, though, something I loved because we go back to the the core X era is is that idea that there's a few that can access the nemesis, right? And it's a big deal, right? And it's a secret because again, the Macaulay are like patrolling this shit. Looking to take them out. Well, they have their alligator senses. Right. But I think that's it's super cool because I think it gives a, a really good, uh, it's a scenario that you could really lean into to get like a, a group of Korax, uh, which a rook of Korax, which I kind of like the sound of. I like that. I like the way that sounds. Like murder of crows is cooler, frankly, but a rook of Korax, I'm into it. <laughs> but I like that idea. Like there's this, this, like almost you could do like a, Almost like a spy thriller thing with it. Because, like, you got right, the guy. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it becomes an espionage thing. You've got your, your group of rooks running around trying to find various inways into the Nisus, dodging the, you know, the Mokalay that are running around in there. And eventually they're going to find the kindness and they're going to talk about it. But you've got, you know, the 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 Mokale are chasing them. Are they? Are the other fair going to believe them? Do the fair even care? You know, there, there's all sorts of things that you could you could lump into this. I, you know, is the information trustworthy? Do you, well, you know, based on the source and everything? And I think even take that a step back, right? Because those are, I mean, all of those things that you just like, all of them. Uh-huh. This is very James Bond, and I love it. Right, but 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 go back like further as you have the one guy, right, like uh, Split Talon or whatever you know, Feather Brain, whatever the fuck his name is, Big Bird, right, and and he's he's the one that can access it. He doesn't understand it, and that's part of the problem there too. And they talk about, uh, I mean, you talk about Korax falling to the worm allegedly. Like how I, I alleged the author. <laughs> <laughs> right. Allegedly. <laughs> the ball's on me, right? Um, but falling to the worm uh, because they can't, they don't have the mastery of it and things go wrong. And, and I mean, obviously that makes sense. They don't have the lifespan that Macaulay do and they're trying to figure this out and they have to do it on the sly so as to not get killed, right? So you have like Featherbrain who can access the Nemesis and he's learning how to control it and how to, to, to pinpoint shit and to explore and to find the stuff, but he's got to dodge the Macaulay. But now the Macaulay are aware of him. So he's always being hunted. So he's being hunted. So he's, he's hooking up with these rooks, and maybe there's, yes, maybe several rooks that are hiding his identity in his presence. This is a good story. And then, right? And like, not only you're on the one in the becomes, Nemesis, but in the physical world too, because they are actively looking to destroy this guy before he finds out shit he's not supposed to know. And then you put a further twist on it. You can have these rooks being your all Spartacus. Yes, Are, exactly. You know, you catch this guy and you kill him. Well, have you killed bird brain? He said he was bird not. brain. Everybody's he said he bird was, brain. But, exactly. But now this guy says he is. And this guy says he is. That's a big brain. Play. And they saw him over here. Oh yeah. No, you could, you could drive several Mokalay to drink with that one. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's... I they think would that's, drink the, the Nemesis in that game. <laughs> Like, how great of an idea is that for, like, an all-Corex game? That is a great idea for an all-Corex oh, yeah. game. Centered around protecting this one guy. Or maybe one of the players. Don't make one of the players that one guy, because then that's main character syndrome, and that's going to be bad for your group. But have him protect this guy as an NPC. Oh, I like it. And yeah. then still run side jobs. 
right? Because you gotta you gotta live, you gotta get by, you gotta do what you do, but also you gotta protect this guy, and you have to keep him concealed. So that could make a fun chronicle. There you go, guys. Definitely play Corex, right? A whole flock of Corex murder birds. Name of the chronicle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I also I also like that the um, there was the point where Gaia kind of made the Corax her spies a little bit Rapaxi there where she's like, uh, you know, be the messengers and all, but keep an eye on shit for me. And like, you have to tell me, which I always felt that that was um, going back to like your second edition werewolf. It was always kind of my thing with the, uh, with them versus the, uh, the best at. Well, because the best that wouldn't tell her. Right. Cause the best that were the secret keepers. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, I can't tell you it's secret. Exactly. She's like, all right, Joker, I'm making the Corex now. You're fired. Right. And it, and it plays on the, the idea of, you know, like Hugin and Moonen oh, from sure. Norse mythology, you know, where they, they report to Odin. Who was a vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can let, yeah, we, that's not a. That's another episode. Right. Let's say that's not this episode. I was gonna say, let's open that can of worms, then I was gonna make another joke about the birds eating the worms and, and like it just I was it's so it up its own ass heart. I don't even want to do it. It wasn't in your heart. No. You could have. But it wasn't but in your heart. Nope. <laughs> this is too far up its own ass. <laughs> so we were talking about like in the times of the dragons. So the rat packs, they operated as leaders. They were styling themselves as philosopher kings and ranking knights. They, uh, this highborn positioning made them frequently butt heads with Macaulay, obviously, because it's Macaulay's way or the highway. Right. And as they rose to prominence, eventually reaching a boiling point, they, uh, the Macaulay dethroned them. Actually, you just made me think of it. Do, do you think, is this possible? I'm, I'm just going to float this out here. That, the reason they called it the kindness, you know, the Macola, mm-hmm. is is because they they got a mandate from Gaia to be kind to the other changing breeds. <laughs> that makes a little too much sense. Oh. And it's like <laughs> it, it was like their back door to just still do whatever the fuck they wanted to. <laughs> it's like if we call it the kindness, we're still being kind. Oh, Gaia, they found a loophole on you. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Hazen? Is this is our possibility? I mean, you know, it, it is to be cruel to be kind. So, yeah, I, it it plays into a perfect theme that you know we have running through the Savage Age that Gaia handouts these mandates. Gaia is not one of these sort of keep your finger on everything kinds of deities. So, lots of interpretation. That interpretation is perhaps generous, and so you have crazy things going on like the kindness. Because Gaia doesn't step in and say, hey, knock it off. It is kind of a dick move on Gaia's part. Such a good name, though. That's better than the horror rage. (laughs) (laughs) The kindness. Right? It's so fucking brutal. I love it. But talking about back back to the horror rage, because hey, why not, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about how, you know, the Corex might have been a little bit responsible for what happened, but it's crazy that you know, they did their thing, right? They, they traveled, they spread word. And, and again, there's, there's, um, they, they can't shut up. So it's not like they chose a side and stuck to it. There's right. They just ran their mouths. 
That's, that's it. That's just, this is what I know. Here you go. Well, and again, his guy right. free pass this diplomatic immunity. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it's, you know, unintended consequences could be a theme here too. And that mandates are a double-edged sword that you need to spread information, but you can't shut up either. Sometimes you spread too much information. Exactly. And then like, I, can, can you imagine we don't do this very often, which is weird, but, but to, you know, obviously you make a character, you get in a character, you put yourself in that character's shoes, but just, we don't do this very often here, but the idea of being a Korax during the war of rage. Be very busy. Not only that, but like you have, certainly you have your contacts or the, the people that you have known, mm-hmm. right? All over the spectrum of the Pharaoh. And, and now you're working with, uh, you're, you're sitting there and you're talking to the Stone Eater and you're divulging plans or tactics that you learned from your buddy a week ago. Like to be caught in the middle like that. And what a tense, fucked up situation because you cannot tell me, and I mean, Kaysen might tell me in the next 30 seconds, that, that you know, there, haven't, there weren't Koraks that were casualties, you know, kill the messenger type of scenarios. Right. No, it, I, I can only imagine what it's like to be a Korax to know that maybe I shouldn't say this, but I can't stop myself from saying it. Right. All I see is that this you know, is like, Sparta. Com- like compulsive lying. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a compulsion. You have to say it. And you're, you know, yeah, rolling up to your stone eater buddy and saying, hey, I know that there's a pack of 20 guru coming for you. But then flying back to the to that pack and saying, hey. The stone eater knows that you're coming. Just killed yourself. It quite po- quite possibly. Yeah. And if you didn't, the fear of that has to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then on the flip side, all of the other fair are like, well, you know, operational security with these guys around. I mean, are you really going to risk your pack members taking on this stone eater by talking when you know there's a Korax around? How does that not drive them into madness? Right. And I mean, and this is something, and I know we talked about this because this also was a problem with the Urkama. And I bring this up again, you know, that there's, there's crossover there. I'm sorry. They mm-hmm. played these kind of roles during this era. There's that, that, that paranoia that there's always one around, always watching. Because if you're going to play right. the role yeah, of the spy can't. and that word gets around, right? Be afraid of any bird. Yeah, you can't spy. know that there's not a Korak sitting in a tree. Over here, exactly. or a comma hiding under the bark somewhere, listening in. It's kind of great, you know. You can really, uh, you know, if even if you're not playing a Korax in the setting, to use it that to exactly to use them that way, to to amp up that paranoia, because yeah, the the enemy, and they're not even the enemy, but they are the enemy by virtue of they don't hold any loyalty to you, so they're everywhere, right. There's right. no and way then, you, you know, could the Korax, with the spread of language and everything, you know, and the Korax knowing all these languages, you've got, you would have packs and, and alliances of packs creating perhaps their own languages to circumvent what the Korax already know. But then the Korax know the language. So you have this whole crypto linguistic battle going on in addition to the physical battles going on. And, you know, the Koraks are trying to break the codes to figure out what the hell is going on. And the Pharaoh are trying to keep their own codes ahead of the 
Korax code breakers so that their intel doesn't get out. It's just, yeah, you can play on a whole lot of modern warfare ideas in the Savage Age that has nothing to do with guns versus stone tip spears. Hold on, Korax were also used as security for a lot of Cairns. So you're saying that, I mean, if they don't hold loyalty, they obviously hold loyalty, some hold loyalty. Well, nothing's a hive mind, right? That's true. But even then, how do you know he's not a double agent? Yeah, how's he? Well, your camera would be attacked, well, and they if, know the secret way in. And what if that does happen? What if they're on their way, and they're waiting for the right moment to strike? You don't fucking know. That's true. And really bleed into that paranoia some more. Right? Or how about when something does and happen? And maybe it's not the Korax. Maybe it's a traitor within your pack that sold the information out. Who could just as easily blame the Korax? It's true. Or right? How, how about the Korax who gets something goes wrong, and he, quote, gets caught running at the mouth, and he just uh, chucks it up to, no, it was a mis... No. It was language barriers. Crazy. It was a misinformation. I didn't... They just heard this thing. I don't know. I, I said this, and they heard that, and it's crazy. I didn't give you bad info. Hmm. Just as a translation error, right? Like how many times was that used? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't doubt a lot. Interesting. You know, I, I think... Um, and I don't know this. I don't know this. But I think a lot of times in uh, games, you know, regardless of your setting, that the Corax can get played as um, kind of comic relief. Which does them a disservice. I think it does. And we look at like the rap hacks and we look at the Corax here in the Savage Age. And I think that kind of spy master, that espionage element is, is a, you know, it, it's a, it's a stronger look at them. It's a different angle, but it's, it's a, I don't want to say far more interesting, but I think I do because the comic relief is I'm already bored. Mm-hmm. Well, you are dead. It, it would definitely help like mitigate the Kender aspect of them. All I'm saying, you know, I think they've always like, despite being guys free pass, have always kind of gotten the short end of the stick in that regard. Doesn't help their blabber mouth. Exactly. <laughs> That's it, the I biggest think, problem. Yeah. I think it lends people to lean into that. He's kind of wacky aspect of things which no doesn't have to be at all no but tropes are tropes man that's true you know i i like that there's the different spins here like there's the different way to look at it you know and i mean i think that's um does a good service to him that's for sure certainly but i think with that unless we have any final words here Jason, no i think we have said all we can say i think it's fair enough uh it is about that time so, um, Kaysen, it's great to have you back. It's always great when you, when you come hang out with us. It's always great to come and talk big words with you folks. <laughs> me, me, I'm happy you here. <laughs> that works for the time area where we were. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, be great to have you back soon. You know, we'll find something else to riff about, have some fun. If, uh, as long as you're open to joining us again. Oh we'll- Yeah. No, you know, the, the player's guide is allegedly coming out, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to, to talk about all sorts of Farah shenanigans. Absolutely. You know, um, you are always welcome. It's always a good time. And so thank you again for, for joining us once more, you know, coming, coming to the Sept. Um, yep. That said, on behalf of uh, myself and uh, Dr. Tommy Dixon, we want to remind you to um, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, make sure you floss, you keep your claws sharp, your head in a swivel. Take it easy. 
who doesn't like ribs, come on.